Blog Talk Radio. This is the Mexavilla Radio Program for Thursday, August 15, 2013. On today's show, 2014 will be the year of the family physician. So says Ronald L. Fong, MD, MPH, director of the Family Medicine Residency Network at the University of California, Davis. We'll be talking about that, and also at the very end of the show, if you hang on to the end, we will take a little walk down memory lane. All that and a lot more on episode 313 of the Mike Savilla Radio Program, starting right now. show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Mike Savella radio program. I am your host. I am Dr. Mike Savella, the one man social media machine for seven years running. Check out the site at drmikesavella.com. Been getting some good comments and feedback on that. Thank you so much for that. What is this show about? I tell people, this is commentary about medicine, social media, leadership, life, all that good stuff there. Today is Thursday, August 15, 2013. It is noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. And the temperature here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters is 67 degrees Fahrenheit. That's right. It's about 10 degrees cooler than what it usually is this time of year. I am not complaining. There's a lot of people complaining. Stop complaining. This is a nice day. Probably a nice day for a bike ride. I'll be biking out there later. You'll be following me on Twitter on that deal. So uh, how has your week been going there, kids? It's been uh, cooler here in northeastern Ohio, and uh, hopefully it's uh, doing okay where you are at. And I'm very excited about our interview uh, coming up uh, in a little bit, uh, but I do want to Give a heads up on my upcoming appearance in public. <laughs> I know, whatever. Uh, so I will be in Boston uh, next week. I will be uh, at the uh, leadership conference uh, with our friends at primarycareprogress.org. And um, I will be at their second annual Greg Stacks Leadership Conference. Who is that? I encourage you to go to primarycareprogress.org and uh, Go uh, read that. They have a nice video of what they did last year. So I'll be going and uh, going and hanging out and uh, getting inspired 
getting angry, getting uh, ready for action. So, uh, uh, so I'll be hanging out with our friends at PrimaryCareProgress.org uh, next weekend. So that'll be fun. Uh, but uh, my guest uh, coming up uh, in a few minutes uh, will be uh, someone I've been following for a while. Uh, his name is uh, Ronald L. Fong, MD, MPH. And Dr. Ron is an assistant clinical professor of family and community medicine. He's from the University of California, Davis. And he's the director of the UC Davis Family Medicine Residency Network. He's written a series of uh, essays about why 2014 is the year of the family physician and why people like Time Magazine should recognize the family physician as the 2014 person of the year. I know very, very intriguing um, idea, exciting, crazy. That's why I like it. Uh, and for those of you out on Twitter, I encourage you to follow them on Twitter. Uh, and their Twitter is the following is at UCD underscore connect work. It's uh, UCD underscore connect work. And we'll be getting into all of that in just a couple of minutes. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio uh, for having me be a featured host on this network. Um, I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. That's right. I am a uh, proud family physician. Thank God I'm a family physician. I'm in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. So I will uh, take my break. And uh, after the break, we will have Dr. Ron from the University of California, Davis. He will be making the case why 2014 will be the year of the family physician. You are listening to the Mike Savilla Radio Program, a proud member of the ProBed Network of Podcasts and the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. You can Google them at fmrevolution.com and also a member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com and we will be right back. Mike Savilla radio program and uh, go check out drmikesavilla.com. So this interview was recorded last night. Uh, I appreciate uh, uh, Dr. Ron taking time out of his busy schedule to record this interview last evening. Uh, But as I said before, uh, Ronald L. Fong, MDNPH, is the assistant, I'm sorry, the assistant clinical professor of family and community medicine at the University of California, Davis. Also the director of the UC Davis Family Medicine Residency Network, and I encourage you to read his work. 
at familymedicinerevolution.org and also uh, check out the program on Twitter at UCD underscore ConnectWork. And uh, this is our interview from last evening. This is Dr. Ronald L. Fong, MD, MPH. All right, uh, and uh, welcome back. And uh, so my guest on the line, uh, someone I've been uh, following for a while, he's been doing some uh, great work. Uh, My guest on the line is uh, uh, Ronald Fong, MD, MPH, uh, the director of the uh, Family Medicine Residency Network at uh, University of California, Davis. And uh, thank you so much for the time. Well, thanks for the invite, Mike, and a big follow of yours. And I know you're doing some great work out there, too, promoting family medicine. So I know you're a giant among our peers in social media. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, So uh, as I start, uh, especially with with, uh, a lot of my uh, family medicine friends, the the very, very difficult first question, uh, Ron. uh, So so why is uh, family medicine cool? Why, Why do you love our specialty of family medicine, Ron? I think right now, you look at the times, Mike, it's been changing, and just changing in society overall. I mean, our our uh, advances in communications in the last three decades have probably pre- you know, exceeded what we've had in the last 3,000 years prior to that. And to me, family medicine is in position to be able to adapt to change. And you look at the Affordable Care Act coming to fruition in 2014, uh, 30 million people potentially uh, eligible for health care, yet we face a 30,000 uh, fam- pri- primary care physician shortage. So to me, it's just a, it's about problem solving. It's about engaging with people. It's so much more than treating diseases, uh, which is not unimportant, but your identity is not limited to the clinic or the bedside. Great. Great. I mean, and uh, we will talk about, you know, the 2014 as the, the year, the family physician. You've been doing some uh, great work on that, but I know my audience uh, likes to get to know my guest a little bit. Uh, how did you first uh, even find your way to medical school? Is there, is there someone in your family in the medical field at all? Uh, no, no members of my uh, family in the medical field. Uh, what it was is my and I'm dating myself, and maybe some of the members of your audience could identify this, but uh, back in the 70s, you know, when the Jacques Rousseau specials came on, I was going to be a marine biologist, uh, <laughs> and especially when you know, the first Jaws came out. I said, you know, I am going to be a marine biologist. And my brothers kind of said, that's great. Do you know what the job market for a marine biologist is? <laughs> the fact that very few people who actually got a degree in marine biology worked as marine biologists. So the love of science was always there, uh, Mike, and I know it seems kind of uh, cliches about working with people, but the merger of that to be engaged. So that's how I found my way into medicine, that I'm just basically a frustrated wannabe marine biologist. And, you know, I was all all set, Mike. I was going to, you know, be on the Calypso with that red knitted cap and, you know, speak English with a French accent. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I think uh, you're probably the first guest on this show who has uh, revealed that uh, the marine biology was your way to medical school. So, so that's great. Uh, um, so, so after you got there, I mean, you know, you were taking classes and things, especially mm-hmm. third year and things. How did you uh, uh, find your way to family medicine? Well, again, boy, I'm just gonna keep dating myself on this one, Mike. Uh, for some of your audience members who remember the television program Marcus Welby, and I think that oh, yeah. still involved. Yeah, yeah. And to me, you know, watching TV, that was just what my idea of representation of a physician was. Uh, not even this demarcations of family physicians or specialists, but when you say doctor, right? 
that was yeah. what I pictured. And even my experience with my family was, you know, family physicians. And, you know, luckily my family never got very sick, so we didn't have to go to specialists. But it's really a person that was well-known in the community, was well-known to your parents, uh, and would always ask, you know, when I went to my family physician, hey, how, how are your parents doing? That was usually the first question, not how I was doing, but how are your parents doing? And it, it made me realize the connections that we have. So when I went into medicine, I, that's why I thought that this is kind of what it is. You know, as a, as a physician, you are a family physician. To me, that was almost even a bit redundant. So maybe, you know, a bit of tunnel vision, but uh, that's what my uh, expectation and that was my ideal of a physician. Wow, wow. Yeah, so is is, is that uh, – I imagine that those are, are things that you, you share with your uh, medical students these days as far as, you know, some of the things that, that kind of drew towards – Towards especially because I work with students and you work with students, and it's interesting exploring with them some of the things that they're going through the education process, and I can relate to a lot of what they're going through. And uh, uh, it's great kind of sharing how we got to uh, where we're at now. And uh, th- th- those are those are some great stories, Ron. Yeah, some are even true, Mike. <laughs> um, so uh, let's let's move forward a little bit. And uh, so, so your current job, you know, right now you you work at the university there. Uh, and uh, so, so how would you describe what what your what your job description is uh, right now, Ron? I think my job description is how do we prepare the next generation of physicians. And although you know I'm a family physician, obviously working with medical students, uh, whatever they want. To be whatever road takes them down to whatever specialty they want to do. My job is to equip them uh, to be uh, for their service and really to be uh, to help them fulfill uh, their dreams, but really to be the type of physician their future patients deserve. That's how I see my role. Um, so, so you're, you know, one of the many titles that you have is the director of the Family Medicine Residency Network. So, what what is uh, all in, encompassed uh, with that uh, with that title? So uh, that title and $4 will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Um, and what it is is that the network consists of uh, six residency programs. Uh, one is uh, military, Travis Air Force Base, and the other five is one based in UC Davis in Sacramento. The other uh, community programs that we have are in Redding, Stockton, uh, Merced, and Modesto. And for the people that are you know maybe not familiar with California, it's pretty much Northern California, and Central California. And what it was was that the network was started oh, 30, 40 years ago, and it was part of the University of California's mission to really share resources with our neighbors and that uh, other programs with other missions, but nonetheless is that how can we come together, how can we collaborate, and how can we really uh, help keep the full spectrum of family medicine practice going and not have it concentrated in one uh, particular entity or another. Uh, and I get a lot of questions too about you know uh, you know academics in medicine, academics in, in family medicine. I, I think you touched on it already as far as being influential in, in, in teaching the, the next uh, generation of family uh, physicians. Is that kind of what, what drew you more towards uh, academic uh, type family medicine as opposed to? You know, um, you know what I do, just just kind of uh, you know grassroots, uh, you know, full-time clinical medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know the academic setting, Mike, and I think for most people who've gone through uh, medical school, it's obviously you're almost on a treadmill where you go to classes and you know your calendar kind of begins in September. Uh, but I thought 
just keeping a pulse on what people are thinking in general. And each year the turnover is to, you know, meeting new people and with people with new ideas that grew up uh, in, in different times and offer you perspective. And I think it keeps you grounded as to, you know, what's really going on because sometimes when you get fossilized or you get sequestered in your own mindset, um, it doesn't help. And to me, just that constant interaction uh, with with people of different backgrounds uh, and different perspectives is, is just exciting. And uh, uh, you just arrived back from uh, Kansas City from the the, the huge uh, annual uh, family medicine residency and uh, medical student meeting. And, and for people, especially outside medicine, who who don't know, this is a, this is a huge celebration of family medicine. And and there, this is where medical students can go and visit. Uh, different training programs, residency programs from across the country, uh, and to explore where where they were going to take their next step in their training. Uh, so, so Ron, we, I, I know you and I spoke when you were at the meeting. Uh, how was that experience uh, for you? I know that it's always great every year that we're able to to meet a lot of students, talk with them, and 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 to uh, um, speak with them about uh, your program and about family medicine. Well, Michael, definitely. I think we had a record number of uh, registrants for the conference, which is uh, very encouraging. And the sense I got from uh, this year's meetings was that the students are having a much clearer picture of what they want, what they want to do, and how they want to practice medicine. And I think they're adding or they're providing their input as to what the definition of a family medicine is, and I think they're expanding it. Um, and, and to again, to hear you know how they uh, are looking at just beyond the exam room or beyond the hospital bed. And it was just... Um, Great to hear their ideas and their energy. Uh, uh, Michael Fong uh, is uh, 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 Ronald Fong, MDMTH. The uh, director of the Family Medicine Residency Network is from the University of uh, California, Davis. And uh, what I really wanted to uh, speak with you about is. Uh, Something that you've been writing about, it's called the uh, family, uh, the Year of the Family Physician, uh, 2014 the Year of the Family Physician. If you are on uh, Twitter, uh, you can search the hashtag, hashtag uh, 2014YearFP, um, and you can read more about it at uh, familymedicinerevolution.org. Uh, so, Ryan, would you tell me a little bit about it, the beginning of this idea? How, how did you uh, first come up? with this idea as far as, hey, this is something we should really push to try to get more people to know about and uh, um, and to, uh, you know, um, get people talking about this. I think, uh, like most Americans, when was it last December they saw the Time magazine hit their newsstands about the person of the year, and I can't remember who it was, and I was thinking around that, you know, again, with uh, Affordable Care Act coming into play uh, in 2014, and as we are recruiting uh, trying to get people into family medicine, I thought, you know, you look at a definition for a times uh, criteria for a person a year, and I think it's the individual or individuals who have exerted the greatest influence uh, in the preceding 12 months. And I just, again, going and touching back on the numbers again, Mike, you know, it's just astounding that uh, our country is undergoing a direction in, in medical care uh, that has been unheard of since the implementation of Medicare. So, you know, again, 30 million people. Uh, and it's not only the year now, Mike, but what happens afterwards, uh, the succeeding years. Are we laying down a foundation that will fundamentally improve how we deliver health care uh, 
And at the crux of it is that who's going to see those 30 million people? And I believe the bulk of that responsibility and privilege will fall on, on, upon family physicians. You know, we're over 110,000 in this country. So part of it is that, you know, think about it in terms of, you know, the group of people exerting the greatest influence. So you're going to meet people who have not had health care and possibly set them on a road for not only themselves but their family, uh, their children, their children's children, about fundamentally engaging in healthcare in a much different way than we've had perhaps for the last 50 years. So to me, you know, I obviously have a bias here, but I was thinking, you know, to me, that's that's the person of the year. I believe that we, but we need to step up as family physicians, and we really need to engage in a wider circle and gain support, not just among our peers, but among our patients, because this is, this is about all of us, not just about us as family physicians. And uh, how you've uh, exhibited this is uh, you've uh, uh, written a, a series of essays um, at FamilyMedicineRevolution.org um, explaining you know, a lot of what you're talking with me about. And, of course, there's more detail in those, and I invite people to, to read those and, and, to, uh, and to check those out. Um, and uh, I would imagine, Ron, that you've been talking with uh, with a lot of people uh, about this uh, idea, maybe a, a lot of our peers or maybe even people uh, inside or outside the uh, family medicine community. Um, um, what kind of response have you been uh, from getting from people? Uh, uh, curiosity, Mike, and, you know, obviously the, our, our peers, our family physician peers are interested in anything that will help uh help us in terms of treating our patients. And, you know, the higher profile is nice, but it's what we do with it. Uh, are we going to be uh, agents of change? And when people ask me, you know, what is, uh, you know, 2014 year of the family physicians about, and I tell them it's what you make of it. Uh, this, the, the story I was telling students at Kansas City was, um, I think most people are familiar with the children's story, Stone Soup, and I think uh, various renditions uh, of it, but basically, as a person comes to the village, they're starving, and he says, "I will make you stone soup." And he brings out a pot of water, throws in the stone, and people say, "Was well, it ready?" He goes, "Well, no, I just need a little something." And he enlists people to throw in an ingredient here and there. And before you know it, people are contributing, and they wind up with this, you know, delicious taking, tasting soup, and they think it just comes out of nowhere. Well, to me, you know, I'm kind of supplying the water and the stone. And now will people bring in the ingredients to enrich it, to give it flavor, to give it their regional uh, dialect or, you know, their, their their local flavor? And so to me, Mike, it's it's what people will make of it, you know. So I don't want to be monolithic and definitely don't want to have this overarching um, organizational because I think family medicine covers so much in terms of spectrum, localities, uh, personalities, that I really want that kind of uh, – uh, communal or community-oriented input, so that people will feel that uh, this speaks to them at the very local level. It's not just you know some national thing. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely uh, see that, um, and uh, it's a uh, uh, and I think one of uh, one of the things that that you really uh, would want to happen is, is, is to gain the attention of. You know, people like Time Magazine and and to 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 uh, to feature and to highlight the uh, the uh, the family physician is is that uh, something that that you're that you're hoping is is going to to happen with 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 this 
building of momentum and and uh, and working with people to to spread that message out there. Uh, absolutely, Mike. And it's one of those things is you know how do we generate conversations with our patients and again our identity and our responsibility as as family physicians. Uh, I think we need to articulate that. I think we need to engage with our, our our patients, and I think we need to be again get out of the you know exam room and be on school boards, be on city planning commissions to show them that you know because we really have a a model of illness care, not so much health care, and we really do promote health care. I think can we make impacts? Can we uh, influence decisions? in which it will benefit people that we will never see in our exam room. Hmm. And uh and when you approach patients with this, uh do they do they have a grasp of it? Do do they have an understanding of it or do do they want to try to help with with spreading this message at all? I have uh you know talking with small business owners Mike and Obviously, the Affordable Care Act is going to have some profound impact on the way you do business. But you know, most people, you know, the good people out there want to provide health care for for the people, whether they're family members or employees, or they think their neighbors should have good health care. And again, you know, the, the traditional brick and mortar model that we have, which is again pretty much an illness care model. But once we talk, start talking about engagement, once we start talking that. You know, being a, a member of the community uh, as opposed to a medical provider, just as they're members of the communities and we work, you know, uh, side by side. You know, they're generating value. They're providing employment. Uh, all the contributions they make to the community that we want to kind of, you know, be in lockstep with that by saying we also want to c- contribute to the community. So to me, it's not about, you know, going to a doctor's office per se, but how can we embed ourselves? How can we weave ourselves uh, much tighter into the, the social fabric of our communities? Um, and uh, you, uh, you've written a series of essays at uh, FamilyMedicineRevolution.org. Uh, um, and are these, for people who may have not, you know, checked them out, I mean, are these basically, you know, explaining, you know, things like the Affordable Care Act and, and how, you know, family medicine fits into that, and 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 why you know, family physicians are going to be so important um, in 2014 and moving forward. Yeah, it, it talks about all those things that you uh, discussed, Mike, and I think also it talks about as family physicians. Um, you know, I, I think we really need to step up uh, because 2014 is going to come, and you know, are we going to be part of the solution or not? And I, I think, you know, the answer, uh, you know, to me it's obviously, yes, we are going to be part of the solution, but we need to make that, uh, put it out in the forefront, uh, put it in the national consciousness, and, again, engage with our communities uh, much more actively than we've done in the past. Uh, I'm looking at uh, uh, one uh, blog post uh, that's uh, dated July 3, 2013, and it says the mayor and the city council of Sacramento signed a resolution on May 28th recognizing 2014 as the year of the family physician. Um, so, this is, were you there? Did, did, did you make the case? Did you did you uh, present the the case for this? Uh, I mean, it, obviously it was it was well received, but uh, uh, what was the sense that you got from the from the people in the room there as far as you know this is important for family medicine? Well, it was uh, a lot of work I did with my local council member uh, who actually 
uh, brought it forth before the entire city council. And it, it was, it was, I think it was well received, and it got people thinking. You know, why are we declaring 2014 the year of the family physician? And I think the city was looking upon its responsibilities to its citizens. And I think people look now in terms of healthcare in a different light because we were talking about the engagement with a governing body to see, you know, just as they provide uh, services uh, for 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 the for the citizens, how can we also provide a healthier city for citizens. And again, it's engagement that's not going to be the exclusive domain of physicians. And for people to get a sense of ownership, Mike, and that's that's where I thought it was received by saying it's no longer just what the doctor tells me. It's now working with physicians so that we can improve the quality of life for all of us. Um, and, and looking at, at another uh, post that you have, this is uh, from uh, when is this February 13, and uh, this this the first line is I've attached a photo of a bumper sticker we printed for uh, hashtag 2014 year FP, and uh, I, I think we're, we're, were you guys giving that out there at your booth uh, uh, this year? Uh, we were we we're giving it out with the caveat that these are the removable bumper stickers, Mike. So it's not once you put it on, you're stuck it forever, and then. People may have some, you know, buyer's uh, remorse or regret of putting it on. <laughs> so, so these these are the vinyl ones, and you know, it's again one of those things where uh, you, you know, well versed in social media knows about just exposure. You know, getting the message out there in sort of these unconventional ways that you know most physicians uh, think about, and you know, just like the grassroots, you know, how do you know people announce bake sales? How do people announce uh, car washes? How do people support you know whatever proposition? That's on their local ballots, and to me, it's it's kind of you know walking again in, in conjunction with that. So we're not outside; we're we are part of the community, and we have the you know same concerns, and we want to work with people. So to me, a bumper sticker was you know just uh it just you know you see them on cars all the time, and they, they are part of the fabric of the community. Um, I also want, want to give a big shout out to to the the Twitter uh, account. It's uh, at you. CD underscore connect work, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-W-O-R-K, and uh, a lot of great updates there as well on 2014 Year FP. It, it was very active during the uh, during the, the annual meeting, uh, the uh, student meeting, and uh, it seems like that that is uh, another uh, part, I guess, of the uh, the marketing piece, the social media piece, to uh, to help uh, spread the message and and to uh, to get to, uh, that message out there. Oh, absolutely. And again, you know, taking advantage of it all, we want, uh, when hopefully it's, uh, you know, it resonates with people, not just physicians, not with, just with medical students, uh, but with people by saying that they see themselves in this. They see that, um, you know, they're not happy with the current state of healthcare in this country. Uh, they might feel that it's uh, maybe even like a, a civil rights issue or there's an injustice here somewhere and that we need to pull together. Uh, because you know we're not going to get better, uh, or our healthcare system's not going to get better until we all pull in together and not just have a fragmentations of turf wars or whatnot. And just that you know people's and, and to empower people by saying you uh, as a non-physician have as much to say and it's as valid as any physician in the direction of this country's healthcare. Um, and, and if people want to, you know, help 
help out and or get more information, I did mention FamilyMedicineRevolution.org uh, to to at least learn and, and to read your essays there. But if people you know in the family medicine community, outside the family medicine community, want to help uh, spread the message about this uh, 2014 year of the family physician, what advice would you give them, Ron? I'd say, you know, um, you know your communities and you know yourself better than anyone else. Uh, my advice would be. Be yourself, and you know what? What do you see in front of you? What's the moment? You know what's the power of the moment that you see in front of you, and from there you have to find it, and then you will be able to fill in. So I don't want to give anyone you know specific plans. I don't want to give anyone so much detail that it chokes their individuality. I'm just saying that you know I think it's just bringing this conversation to the forefront. I think people. You know, have it in the back of their minds. They have it in, you know, it's in, it's in, it's in their minds. But now, let's just bring it out in the, in the in the light of day. Let's talk about it. Let's engage with it. So I think, you know, I think people have the answers already, Mike. It's just a matter of now moving that answer, you know, from the back of your brain to the front of your brain. Um, as we close our conversation, I'll uh, uh, I'll give you a, a couple. Uh couple seconds to kind of uh, gather some closing thoughts from my audience and and the question I'm going to ask you is you know what what do you hope is going to be happening you know uh you know with this uh but before that I, I do want to thank my guest Ronald Fong MD MPH from the University of California Davis the director of the uh, Family Medicine Residency Network um and read his work um at the familymedicinerevolution.org and uh, also follow with the hashtag hashtag #2014year FP and uh, also follow the uh, the Twitter account for the program. Uh, it is at UCD underscore Connect Work, and uh, they're doing a great job uh, uh, doing this. I mean, I, I think I think it's a great idea. Uh, as we uh, close our conversation, there, Ron, uh, um, uh, I'll let you make some closing thoughts to our audience about. 2014 UFP, family medicine, anything that you like, uh, and, and also add to that, you know, what, what are you hoping uh, is what would you like to happen, you know, with uh, with this idea that uh, that you came up with uh, as this goes along? Well, well, Mike, the you know the the pie in the sky, the the dream is that uh, for us to really change our culture, it's not just healthcare reform, but we change our culture so that people considering medicine will look towards family medicine as almost the default. That's how I see myself. Uh, I see myself as an agent of change. I see myself as a steward of community resources. And yes, it's about making diagnosis, it's about prescribing, it's about procedures, but it's about so much more. And as a family physician, that's part of identity. It's a core part of identity, but that's now how I'm going to be defined. And the engagement that we have with others that becomes a true partnership. And we look at this as a joint venture and that with if we don't get extensive buy-in, it's just not going to work. Uh, just as we have buy-ins on so many other things, and that you know, medicine's not sequestered to uh, CEOs or ivory towers of academics, but it's you know, Main Street USA, and it's any town in the United States. And how do we pull together as a people? Because this will demonstrate our character, our values, and what do we want to hand out? What's going to be? How will history judge our legacy as a people of this time? And what do we hand down to our children and our children's children? 
So I know it's, you know, big word salad and maybe just so much, but to me, I, I just, that's how I feel about family medicine, Mike, uh, that, you know, we, we, we are just so much more than just treating patients. We're caring for the community on, I think, on so many levels. That's uh, well said. Um, I, I couldn't uh, couldn't say it better myself. Um, uh, Ron, th- thank you so much for the time. I uh, wish you the, the best of luck. If there's any way that, that I can really um, you know help out at all, uh, I think this is a great idea. You know, but just like you said, it, it's pie in the sky. And uh, but I know there's a lot of people in the family medicine community out there who can be listening to this, uh, who's going to be inspired by it, um, uh, engaged. Um, and, and to try, hey, you know, this is a crazy idea, but why not? Why not we just, we should just try it, and, and if, if anything else, we can help spread the word about the specialty that we love, family medicine. Um, thank you so much for the time and for this interview. We have to bring you back uh, to kind of see how your progress is going, but thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it, Mark. Well, Mike, again, you know, uh, very generous of your time for the outreach, and I know your forums have been, you know, touching people uh, all across the nation. So, again, It's been a real honor and privilege to be uh, part of your podcast. back live that's right turning emotion into action this is the Mike Savella radio program on Thursday and uh, thanks again to Dr. Ron for coming on the on the show here and uh, you could tell he, he's a guy he's a guy with an idea you know and 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 that's what we need that's what we need, we need people with ideas we need other people to help him out because in talking with him and reading his work, he's just out there doing this himself. He's a guy who's very passionate, not sure which direction to go in, but he, he knows what the end point is. He knows what he wants to happen, but he needs our help, friends. He needs our help, you know. And, and, and to incorporate his passion and his ideas into family medicine advocacy primary care advocacy saying, hey, this is, this is why primary care, this is why family medicine is, is important to the country. I encourage all of my friends in the primary care community and the family medicine community to, to help with this, if for anything else, to tell your story. Tell your story. Tell the story of your community. Tell the story of your practice. Tell the story. Tell your own story, your story of self out there. And tell why you are so passionate about primary care, why you're passionate about taking care of patients, why you're passionate about family medicine. I encourage you to reach out to him. He's very accessible, you know, to to get in touch with. 
and, and you know, just like you said, and he's, you know, he's very self-deprecating. He's like, he's not really this my idea. I'm not really telling people what to do. Uh, but, you know, I encourage him to, you know, you know take a little control of this deal, you know. <laughs> Never heard of anybody else. Because <laughs> if you're going to reach those people, if you're going to reach those people in mainstream media, if you're going to try to reach those people at Time Magazine to really make that happen, you're going to need everybody. You're going to need everybody in the primary care, everybody in the family medicine community to really, really make this happen if you want to really make a run at this. Uh, and I encourage people to try it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun doing it, you know? I mean, our our chances of it are very small, infinitesimal. <laughs> but why not? As, I, as I've said before on this show and on the blog and on the website, if we as family physicians, as primary care providers, if we do not stand up for ourselves, who will? Nobody will. So I'm going to help them out. I'm going to help them out in any way that I can. I encourage all of my listeners out there, anybody who is part of the family medicine revolution, the family medicine community, to say, hey, why not? Why not add that as part of our family medicine advocacy efforts. So go check out his work. Read his work at familymedicinerevolution.org. Follow them on Twitter at UCD underscore connect work. Ronald L. Fong, MDMPH. Good guy. Good guy. So we'll definitely keep attention. As I said before as well, without social media, I would not have met this guy. I would have not have heard of his idea. Another example of the power of social media. Uh, so for those of you who have hung with me throughout the end of the show here, I have a little bit of a of a surprise for you. <laughs> so this month uh, celebrates six months of this podcast. No, I am not quitting, okay? I know that people are, no, no, no. I'm going to do something fun. <laughs> I'm going to call this a flashback segment or, you know, uh, look back, way back segment. I don't know. What I'm going to do, what I what I want to try to do is to uh, listen to the first shows that I've done here on Block Talk Radio and uh, play a little bit of a segment of it. Uh, and today is from, from show number one when it was called the Dr. Anonymous show. It was from August 30th, 2007. August 30th. 2007, and uh, it was fun uh, editing this. It's only five minutes uh, or so, and um, it was fun kind of looking back on it, and as I go through the fall of this year, I might play some segments uh, from the early shows. You can get all the shows at blogtalkradio.com slash Sevilla, also on iTunes, so you can download to your heart's content. <laughs> but to end today's show, I'm going to play a little six-and-a-half-minute segment from show number one. And uh, you will see I was having some Skype problems during the show. Can you believe that? And also during last night's interview, I was having a lot of Skype problems as well. So that is the theme, (laughs) Skype problems. And uh, it's interesting how much – I don't know. I don't know if I sound different or if I sound the same. So you can leave uh, comments on Facebook and Twitter. You can let me know if you enjoy these segments, and I will do them more. I will do them less. 
just let me know. It's interesting. It was just fun for me to kind of put together. So this is from show number one from August 30, uh, 2007. And the first three or four seconds, I tried to do a little musical intro, uh, but it didn't work, but it was fun to kind of start that. So this is from August 30th, 2007, six years ago. This is show number one. Check this out. Lock Talk Radio. I think we have a great show for you today because you are with us. Now, here's how you can get involved with the show today. Hopefully, uh, you can hear me out there. First, uh, you can go to my blog, uh, DrAnonymous.com, leave me a comment, and even put yourself on our Frapper map. Now, for those of you who don't know me, and, and how can you not, um, I am Dr. Anonymous, and uh, you can find me at DrAnonymous.com. I've been blogging since uh, June of last year, and uh, I guess my, my story goes a little bit like this. I, uh, um, I think in uh, late uh, 2005, uh, I think in uh, December, I uh, I was laid up for for a week. Um, I was sick. I was home. I was uh, not feeling that good, and I was kind of messing around um, over on the iTunes, and uh, kind of found out about uh, podcasting, and started listening to some podcasts, and uh, then that's how we started getting into. Uh, uh, getting into blogging, I started uh, reading some blogs um, here and there, and, and uh, tried to, to figure out, you know, is this something I can really do? Um, would I be really good at it? Um, who knows? Uh, so it, it took me about uh, six months before I really got up the courage to, to put up to put up a blog of my own, um, and. Uh, Went uh, kind of went live on my blog in mid June 2006. Um, I, I remember my first post. It was like four lines. It was something along the lines of, uh, "I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Is anybody going to read this? Thanks. Goodbye." And uh, interestingly enough, uh, I actually uh, I got some comments on that very first post and. Uh, uh, a lot of people had something that, that I've really uh, enjoyed about the uh, internet and the blogging and the podcasting communities is, is how welcoming it is uh, to people, uh, people who who are lurkers out there who who don't think uh, who are like me and and uh, didn't know really whether they could uh, do their own blog, um, do their own podcast. Um, and now even doing the whole show, I, I started uh, tinkering around with uh, with uh, podcasting probably about a year ago. Um, and I put some uh, uh, put some uh, music together and some commentary, and um, it, I that really, really just just wasn't happy with it at all. Uh, and just the whole editing process was really frustrating to me. Um, and the one thing I like about blogging is that you just type it, and, and uh, sometimes I would make some edits, and sometimes I wouldn't. Uh, and I just kind of send it out there and, and, and see. That, and that's what I really like, really like about blogging and, and podcasting. So I, I started putting some podcasts together, and, and I took some trips last uh, uh, last fall and uh, 
put some podcasts together and and uh, I, I really really didn't 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 like it that much. Um, well, what is is there something going on with my connection here? This is not a good thing. Let's see. Let's see what's going on here. Bear with me as I uh, jump out my window here. Let's see what this... Oh, okay. Looks like we're back going. This is the first show, can you tell? So it took me about, I don't know, a couple of months to really see, is there something Is there something that I could do? Is, is there something that I could really, uh, really want to do as far as, as, as a, uh, in my own show? Um, so... This could be the this could be the first and last show ever of Doctor Anonymous, so uh, you definitely have to keep keep tuned in here. In, in putting it in trying to put together a concept for this show, I I, I don't know I don't know I, I was throwing around some ideas. I had this whole plan about what I'm going to do, uh, but yeah, as like anything else, I mean you can just like do whatever you want. I I, I generally on my blog I. Uh, uh, Talk about some news stories related uh, related to medicine, and uh, um, so there was that thing that I was going to be maybe talking about. Um, I even talked about kind of about doing this whole uh, relationship and advice thing, you know, like kind of like Doctor Phil, Doctor Anonymous. What should I do about this? Well, I mean, maybe you should get a life. No, it's the, and then I'm like, well, then I'd be mean to people, and I I, I don't know if that's something I really want, would really want to do. Um, and then the, the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, just, just trying to call myself a, like a, a, an expert, a medical expert on something. Um, and I really didn't find that really interesting um, either. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of mess around with the format. Maybe I'll have some guests on. Maybe people will actually want to talk to me. I don't know. So um, what's going on now? Okay, we're okay. Now, I haven't decided what I'm going to do the next show. I'm working on that. I'm trying to work something out uh, in my schedule, uh, and I'm still trying to figure out if uh, this is the uh, the best time to do it or during the week or on the weekend. Uh, maybe send me some comments on that uh, to see uh, when the best time uh, would be uh, for you to listen to the show live. So as I uh, close things out, I'm going to end with a song here to keep things upbeat. So till next time, I am Dr. Anonymous, and I am a blogaholic. See you next time. So how about that, kids? (laughs) Wow, that was, uh, I know, like, you know, like, Three people are really interested in that segment, but it was fun for me, and it's my show. And if you don't like it, then forget it. So, uh, so that's been my show here today. Uh, thanks a lot for everybody uh, for for joining me, and uh, check out the blog, check out the website, DrAnonymous.com. I I was in a good groove last week. I had five blog posts in a row, and this week work got crazy. So I gotta gotta get back on the wagon, get back on the horse. I don't know what bad analogy I'm gonna use, but uh, that's all I have for you, kids. Have a good week. Have a good weekend, and we will all talk to you very soon. See ya!